Hi, welcome to Chaos in the Attic. It's your host, Noor. Here I uncover all the chaos in our attics from emotional and physical well-being, talking all things spirituality and self-development. I have fun and enlightening conversations with inspiring people. Here we stay open to anything and everything. I am so excited to have you here with me now. So let's get chaotic. Hello and welcome back or welcome to Chaos in the Attic. I hope this episode finds you happy, healthy, well surrounded by all the love, wonders, and magic that the world has to offer always and forever. As I sit here recording this um, with matcha by my side, my guest for this episode is telling us all the ways and reasons why you should also have a matcha in your hand right now. Sam is the owner of Matcha Nude, a matcha company that is truly transforming and elevating the matcha industry through love. Matcha is one of those things that can easily contain so many harmful metals and just be sourced unethically. And what I love about Matcha Nude is that they really care about making sure that every bag of matcha is cared for from the beginning to end process. In this episode, we talk about Sam's health struggles with celiac, Lyme disease, infertility, endometriosis, PCOS, and how she has really taken charge of her own health through the power of food and lifestyle. We talk about all the benefits of matcha and just how healing it can be to both mind and body, which you know, I'm all about things that can bring us healing on all aspects of our bodies and our mental and spiritual state. Sam really has a glow about her, which not only comes from the magic in consuming matcha, but it also comes from her love and passion for what she does. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you know how much I love my morning cup of matcha. So truly, I just loved having this episode because it really reminded me of all the reasons why I enjoy my matcha and all the benefits that it's bringing to my body. So... I hope you enjoyed this episode and go grab yourself a cup of matcha and let's get into it. I wanted to start by asking you what your story is, who you are and what you do exactly. Oh, I love it. Yes. So I will give you the elevator pitch version of my story. As we all know, our stories can be very, very long, Um, but my whole life I was sick. Um, I don't remember a time in my childhood where I didn't feel sick. And over the years, as I advocated for myself more and more and more, um, I learned things like when I was 18, I was diagnosed with both celiac disease and Lyme disease about six months apart. And then um, again, in my 20s, I was diagnosed um, or sorry. Yeah, in my 20s, I experienced infertility. And then in my early 30s, I was diagnosed with endometriosis and PCOS. And so on this entire journey, I got more and more interested in the wellness space and became a certified wellness coach, um, worked as, you know, both a wellness coach for people experiencing chronic symptoms, as well as a fertility coach, since that was part of my journey. But food was always a really big factor of something that I could control and test. And so I did elimination protocols pretty early on when I realized that food could be, um, you know, making some of my symptoms worse. And so I, um, I did elimination protocols for a while and then eventually realized that coffee was a culprit for me. And when I learned that outside of, you know, gluten and dairy and all these other fun foods that I was no longer eating, um, I had a really hard breakup with coffee. It took me a very long time. And so um, over multiple years, I started drinking, you know, I stopped drinking drip coffee and then I stopped drinking coffee at home and, you know, went all the way down until I was at a Cubano. And then I was like, all right, we're going to try. But my biggest thing was I couldn't find something that supported the ritual and the experience of coffee um, that wasn't, you know, hurting my body. And so when I discovered matcha, I loved it, but I realized that not all matcha was created equal. um, And I was really struggling to find a a brand that was, um, that was sustainable, ethical, delicious, and affordable. And so that's how matcha nude was started. That's really amazing. I mean, it's just so crazy how many diagnoses you got over the years and how you managed to like, I guess, part through that all and find what works for you. And that's incredible. Like truly, I don't think anyone really recognizes um, the power of food and the power of just like really making sure that you're taking care of your body from the inside out until they are diagnosed with something. 
So I do think that that's incredible. Um, I mean, how just how have you like managed over those years, like without prior to like your knowledge where you are right now? How are you managing with those symptoms? So for a long time, I felt like a hypochondriac because I would go to the doctors and they would be like, oh, you're fine. You're, you know, this is a normal symptom. And there's so, there's so many, you know, common symptoms that are pushed off as normal, but they're, they're not how we should be living our daily lives. And so, especially when it came to, you know, um, digestive health and, and bowel movements, for example, to get like real personal, real quick, like I was just told that that was what was expected. Like, that's how you lived your bodies. Like pain, painful periods were normal, like all these things. So for a long time, it it was me being like, no, this isn't normal. And I'm not going to, you know, accept this. I'm not going to like accept that, you know, at 18, this is my fate or at 20, this is my fate. Or, you know, when I'm 33 and being told, you know, I have a 10% chance of getting pregnant on my own. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the truth. Right? <laughs> um, so it was a lot of optimism, a lot of believing in, um, the fact that I could take care of myself, my body can communicate and my body knows how to be healthy. There's just been a lot of roadblocks put in front of me over the years. And I just had to learn, you know, how to overcome those, but also have a lot of grace and love for myself. Yeah, that takes a lot of power and inner strength to just like even deny the diagnosis in a way of like saying that, no, I'm not going to accept this. Cause I think that it's so easy to just like listen to your doctor and be like, okay, give me the medication, give me this. But to actually make that physical change on your own is really powerful. So I definitely commend you on that. Thank you. Um, I want to ask, so why matcha? What made, what drew you to matcha? Because I feel like coffee obviously is very traditional for many people. It's like their daily dose of caffeine and what drew you to matcha? Yeah. So like coffee was always a part of my life. Our family, like the coffee pot was always on, you know, if you left that, you know, pot, pot empty, like there would be words. <laughs> and, you know, I was just, I just remember all the messages like America runs on Duncan and the best part of waking up is folders in your cup. Like, and I remember slowly like recognizing the difference between like, you know, what I would now call like either toxic coffee or like likely mold containing coffees versus, you know, a healthier option. And so like, that was my first transition of like, wow, this product actually, is like mass produced in this way that we don't, we don't know everything. And so it started off with that curiosity when I was cleaning up my diet in other ways. Um, and so after that, I really let, it really was when my body started to talk to me, like, Hey, we don't like love all of this. And it didn't start with like caffeine sensitivity. It started with like really digestive health. And then sometimes being like, you know, it's too anxious, too jittery, you know, coffee is going to help me concentrate. But then I sit down and I have all this energy, but I am not concentrating. <laughs> And so it was a lot of that. And then I drank a lot of coffee alternatives that were just like making things worse, like dandy blend for me. Like I really loved it, but I realized the more I drank it, that the chicory root and that really bothered my belly. And then regular teas, I was like, I love them, but they're not my morning routine. <laughs> and so I first had matcha and I loved it, but it was, it was really expensive. It wasn't affordable for daily drinking. I couldn't figure out where it was sourced from. If it was sourced ethically, I hate did that. It was in all these little tins and I just kept collecting all these little tins. <laughs> you know, I wanted it to be in, in sustainable packaging. And so I started diving into that world, you know, and that's really how matcha became my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's, what's really funny is I don't think many people are aware of how coffee or caffeine affects their thumb on a, like a personal level until they actually like quit it because I can definitely say I've never I'm not a coffee drinker at all I'm a matcha girl but um I I remember like I think in high school I went one day and I got like a coffee from a random place and then the jitters and like the palpitations lasted for like two whole days and ever since that day I was just like nope no way this is not for me and I I just think that people if they just take a step back away from coffee for like a couple of days they would realize like those effects um but I mean in terms of your own personal health journey how has matcha really impacted your own health 
Oh my gosh. In so many ways. So like I mentioned, I was starting to have this like anxious energy. I wouldn't call it, it didn't feel like anxiety. It was, but it was, it just didn't, it, it feel, felt just like anxious energy. And so that went away. Um, my sleep dramatically improved. Um, the, like being able to focus became like a really, like, I was actually like, oh, this is what focus looks like. You know, like, this is what it feels like. And I can actually sit down and get a whole project down. And then like, that feels incredible. Um, I don't have squirrel mentality all the time. And so that was really helpful. Um, my digestive health was a massive improvement. I remember like experiencing both the chlorophyll and the antioxidants in matcha. Like it just, I felt like my belly was being supported in this whole new way. My bowel movements became very regular um, in what I would consider healthy. And it was just like, wow, like this is, this is really powerful. Um, and then I actually, you know, started introducing other people to it and I watched them have all these different effects. And some of them chose to still drink coffee. Some of them didn't. Um, but you know, I was just talking to an artist the other day and, you know, he uses his hands and he doesn't want to always drink coffee because then his hand's shaking. Right? <laughs> and he's like, matcha's like, the brain experience without the body experience of being like, oh, I'm going (laughs) or palpitations like it is for some people too. And so, yeah, I watched it have massive impacts on me um, and then on other people. But then I think what's also cool about when you add something like matcha into your life is you start to notice all these other things like, oh, wait, does this food make me feel good? Oh, cool. Let me try this new thing to me. Right. Like maybe you're, you're going to try bee pollen or you're going to, you know, um, eat this vegetable you've never had before because you're getting more curious because you've seen the power of something that you may have been skeptical about change your life. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those like powerful properties that matcha has. Like what is, what is so incredibly, what is so incredible about matcha? What makes it so healthy and have all of these, like, what are the health benefits? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you like, again, the quick elevator pitch and totally encourage people to dive into the research themselves. So matcha is going to have at least 10 times up to 15 times more antioxidants than blueberries. That's a lot of antioxidants. (laughs) It also has L-theanine, which is an amino acid that allows you to relax and focus and, but not be feel drowsy. And so it's really great because it takes that little bit of caffeine. Um, Caffeine ranges can vary in matcha, but our matcha has 23 milligrams per serving. So that's less than a third of coffee. That's a little bit less than your average soda. And so the L-theanine takes that caffeine and gives you a more even energy experience. So it definitely feels like more flowy, more relaxed, more calm, more grounding. And so that's really awesome. I love that part about it. Um, It's also going to support your mood, your memory, your metabolism, your digestion, your skin health, your focus and concentration. And so it's really a full body experience. And then ours is also um, certified organic, non-GMO, gluten-free and vegan. And it's ethically sourced, as I mentioned earlier, and we package it in 100% compostable packaging. And my favorite, I think it's really cool, is that it's grown in Kagoshima, Japan, where there's an active volcano feeding the soil. And so that volcanic ash will both nourish the soil as well as pull out any toxins that can naturally occur in our soil because we live on it, right? <laughs> and so it really cleans up that soil, also gives it some extra nutrients. And they've been growing matcha in that region since 1100. So I really feel like there's some really good deep roots and some good juju there. <laughs> yeah, well, I have so many questions based on everything you just said. One <laughs> is, um, I mean, something that I've noticed, I've been off matcha for like around two weeks just to test to see like where my body's at without it and one of like the main things I've noticed is my skin and I really think that matcha has something to do with your skin health because I also like recently heard someone say the other day like oh I need to get back on my matcha for my skin and I was like oh so it is a thing (laughs) it absolutely is yeah and it's both going to be the antioxidants and the chlorophyll, those two um, components, as well as, you know, there's a lot of research too that like some caffeine can support the skin as well, especially if it's like topically applied. So I love using matcha as a face mask. Have you ever done that before? I, I haven't, but I've done like a chlorophyll mask. But not- yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's this really great apothecary called Apothepurity um, that actually makes a matcha face mask with our matcha. And it's just like the most calming experience. And my skin loves it. Like I don't, I never wear makeup. Um, it's just not part of my routine. And I just, I feel really confident with my, you know, naked skin because of my use of matcha, both internally and externally. 
I'm the same way, but I definitely want to try that mask out. So I'm definitely going to give that a try. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask in terms of like, it's also interesting because like L-theanine is something that you find in like a stress supplement or like one of these, like they'll add it to like herbal supplements to like help you be calm at night. So it is really interesting for anyone like that is worried about those jitters or worried about like having being staying awake at night or like having that anxiety feeling I think that's like really supportive and like helpful to know um I wanted to ask so what makes your matcha so different to other matchas yeah so it's the growing region it's the grade it's the good juju like I mentioned um and it's also that we strive to be ethical sustainable delicious and affordable so the most you'll spend on our matcha is 57 cents a serving and the um, cheapest option available right now is 35 cents a serving and so it was really important to me to keep it, um, you know, affordable. It was important for me to have it be clean. Um, that's where Matcha Nude, the name comes from, is, you know, the fact that it is not only, you know, organic matcha from one of the cleanest regions because of this volcano, it also um, is extremely um, great because there's no added ingredients. I'm sure if you, you've been drinking matcha for a while, like there's a lot of matchas on the market that are going to be really expensive um, and have, or they're, if they're not really expensive, they're going to have added ingredients like sugar. And so the sugar is going to really counterbalance your experience with the matcha and the really expensive ones are not going to be affordable for daily drinking. So you're not really going to get that sustained experience like you've had over these years, right? So those two factors are really, are really important. I'm making sure that it's affordable and that there's no added ingredients to it. Yeah, I, I think it's just wild how expensive some matchas are. And it just makes me like, it makes me kind of sad because I know how beneficial it can be to people's health. So I really, really do love that, you know, like your prices are very reasonable and there are anyone can support themselves to get that, which is so important to me. Um, but in terms of like the ethical and the sustainability part, I think that is super, super important. And in terms of that, what measurements do you take, I guess, to like make sure that it is all the ethical and sustainability part is like taken care of? Oh, yeah, it's it's a bit intense, to be honest, like there's been a lot of experiences with packaging um, in particular, that it's just like, you know, I really want to have 100% compostable packaging, even in a backyard compost. And, you know, when I first started, it was great, I got everything I needed. But then like, you know, there was a point where my stickers were back ordered, and no one in the US is currently making a compostable stickers, um, or, you know, they're maybe they're like 70, 80 or 90% compostable, but not 100%. Um, and so that's, that's been a challenge. Challenge. And then, you know, if, if I wanted to like randomly change, you know, or make a limited edition of anything, like I can't because I'd have to get those stickers and I'd have to get them in bulk because they don't sell them in smaller amounts. And um, so that, that's been tricky. And, and that goes even with our shipping boxes, um, the materials we put inside, like a lot of research and intention goes into them. I didn't want them to just be compostable when they go to like a facility, right? Like I want you to be able to compost them in the woods. <laughs> like I wanted to, I wanted to really happen not be something that might happen if the temperatures are right um so that that was a bit much and then I really wanted to find a farm that I felt really connected with and where we get our matcha from like I will any question I've ever asked them they come back with such a great answer like when someone was asking very specific heavy metal testing um, which is a really great question. And I love customers that ask that. And they just like immediately sent me the last report that they did. Um, so it was, you know, a third party um, study on like, you know, how much heavy metals are in um, our matcha. And so I'm happy to report that our matcha comes in five times lower than Proposition 65 standards. And so that's extremely clean. It's one of the cleanest matchas I think you can find like find it to find a cleaner one. Right? And so I really love how transparent they are. They are certified organic. They are, you know, certified gluten-free and vegan and non-GMO and they're organic both by Japanese standards as well as U.S. standards. And so they're really transparent. And when I first asked about, you know, like, okay, so you're not fair, fair trade because I was like, why, why aren't you if you have all these standards? And it's actually because, um, you know, their relationship with um, the farmers and it's just not as big of a thing in 
Japan because of the working standards that exist. And so a lot of the farmers own their own land. And so like, they're like, you know, in the best situation they can be in, um, but they're really transparent with me. They've invited us to go out and visit the farms. Um, and so I, I feel really strongly um, about it. I will also say like you, the matcha is starting to be grown, like, you know, in many other places. And so when you get matcha, that's not from Japan and not near Kagoshima, near this volcano, like, I really want to make sure people are being aware that there might be a lot of heavy metals in them and that not, be, that might not be something that serves your body. Yeah. I think that is really, really important to know, especially like you as someone who has like dealt with like all these different diagnoses and all of these different illnesses, like that those heavy metals have make such a big difference and it's so important for people to be more aware of that regardless of what whatever you're consuming like macho or something else like to be aware of like that the measurement of like heavy metals and what you're consuming is very important and i do think that it's also important to know like, especially when you're sourcing anything from outside and it's not within the u.s or in another country it's important to like make sure that you are like taking care of like that it's all ethical and you want to make sure of that and I think that is so beautiful that that's what you're what matcha you does because it is it makes me a little sad to see companies that don't really pay attention to that so I think that is again like you said like there's good juju in it which is the love that's put into it as well so can you talk a little bit about that love that's in there? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, if you haven't checked out Matcha Nude's Instagram by now, um, go and watch some reels. You'll feel the love. <laughs> um, I am 100% dedicated to the growth of this business because I believe that it elevates people's lives and I want to help elevate as many people's lives as I can. And I think that things like matcha are a really great introduction to taking care of yourself in a way that we haven't been taught to right? We were taught that these symptoms were totally normal. It's normal to be constipated or have diarrhea. It's normal to wake up multiple times during the night. It's really common for people to struggle to get pregnant. And it's like, no, this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be accepted. I mean, no periods shouldn't be painful and we, we deserve to live our best lives. We've got one of them. We are not cats. We do not have nine lives, right? We, we only have one. And so like, what can we, what can we do to like live our best lives? And we can start by taking intentional action. If it's supporting a small woman owned business like ours, or if it's supporting a business that is really intentional with the sustainability and the ethics. And, you know, when, when we hire staff, we always make sure that it's above living wage in our area, you know? And I, I think that's really important to, to be really transparent about, right? Like I might not be able to give someone full-time hours because we're a young business, but when I pay them, I'm going to pay them what they deserve. You know, and those those things are really important for sure. But, you know, when you when you talk to me, like ask me questions, I'm going to tell you the honest truth and I'm going to, you know, be real and authentic because I want to make space for others to do the same. That's really beautiful. And I think that it's something I always say um, in this podcast is that when you're putting love into what you're making or what you're providing people with, that love is received. And literally anyone can consume any anything that's in the market and if it doesn't have that love that you're putting into it then they're not going to receive those benefits and especially like taking care of like your employees and everyone that works with you like when you take care of them they're also obviously then doing their service with love and that's obviously key to everything so I really commend you on that and I think it's really important and really beautiful. Thank you. Another another thing we're doing, I, I can't believe I forgot to mention, is we collaborate with a lot of other small businesses and a lot of other women-owned small businesses. If it's, you know, making a matcha cheesecake or a matcha popsicle or doing a giveaway to help, you know, expose people to both of our brands, where I really, really believe that, like, there's, I don't believe in competition. I believe in collaboration. We all rise together. The more people that are living intentionally and supporting our world, you know, in all the ways we've mentioned, the better things are going to get. And so I really strongly believe that that's a huge part of having a love-based business. Yeah. Um, in terms of like having it being a woman-owned business, what was the importance of that to you? Yeah. So, I mean, importance was that, you know, I was going to do it. <laughs> 
right? So I, I've worked for myself for um, a couple of years now, but I'd never had a product-based business. I didn't know how to make the business plan for it or anything. I applied for a grant to like, you know, start Matcha Noon and I got it, which is great. And I've applied, uh, or sorry, I, I got a loan and I've applied for some grants. Um, I haven't gotten the grants yet, but I got a loan. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was just like, all right, I want to do this and I want to do it with intention and love and do business differently. And there was a lot of things that came up in the beginning. Maybe sometimes it was from men or just people that were like in the traditional, um, you know, business world that were not things that aligned with me. You know, I was like, no, I don't think I want to grow that way or do it that way. And so really surrounding myself with other female entrepreneurs has given me that power to be like, all right, I have the power to do business differently. This is why I am here. So, you know, maybe when a customer gives me an idea that leads me in that direction, I have to come back and be like, is this at the core of why I started this business? And being able to have feelings and be emotional, right? And, and not just make decisions based on the bottom line. Like our matcha whisks, for example, I didn't buy a matcha whisk for a very long time um, when I was a matcha drinker because I didn't know how to use it. And I felt like it was pricey for a tool that I didn't know how to use. I was finding them online um, for like 30-ish dollars. And so when I found a responsible um, place to buy them and I started selling them, I sell them for $11 because I want it to be accessible. But I also have, you know, probably like five different videos on how to use it because I want people to feel like, all right, if I don't know how to use it, that doesn't mean I'm stupid. Here are some tools. Like I can learn this. Right. But you also don't need it if you don't want to buy this tool or if you can't afford this tool, I'm going to show you how to use a spice jar to make your matcha. Right. And so it's, there's a lot of intention in all of the content we create that I think wouldn't be possible if we weren't a woman owned business. I agree with that. It's also just like women are more creative and, <laughs> and that definitely plays into it as well. Um, I mean, for anyone who is interested in trying matcha. Where would you recommend for them to start? Like how would they get into it? What is the best way to make matcha? The best way to, the best matcha for them to get, which is obviously yours. <laughs> like just, <laughs> where, where can everyone start? Absolutely. So you, I would really encourage people to look for premium grade matcha. Um, you can, of course, um, go with matcha nude hundred um, percent, but you do not have to, um, but, uh, we are just matcha nude.com and matcha nude on Instagram. Um, but premium grade is really what I recommend because ceremonial is really pricey and it's intended for ceremony. So if you're intending to use it in ceremony, that's amazing. Um, culinary grade is going to usually have less of the health benefits and often be bitter or mock. I've even heard it called CBD. And so although it might be cheaper, it might not be what your palate enjoys. And it also has likely of having additives to it. So premium grade, especially ours, ours is picked from our farm, literally the next harvest. So it's all the same plant, um, but they pick culinary first and then they pick the premium. And ours is number one premium. And there's, you know, different ones in that grade. And so I do recommend trying to reach for premium grade. Um, don't use a lot of it. <laughs> so a serving with ours is just half of a teaspoon. And so I see a lot of people using a, a full teaspoon or a tablespoon, and they're just like, this is gritty. Like, I'm not into it. It is so green. The bottom of the cup gets really muddy. You're just like, no, well, use less. Some people even use half of a quarter of a teaspoon, right? And so try that. And then really start with the drinks that you already enjoy. So say you're an iced coffee person. Okay, well, let's start with an iced matcha. Or if you're, you know, you're really into drinking lemonades, like I've got a really awesome matcha lemonade recipe <laughs> and you can cook with it, bake with it, make hot drinks, cold drinks, smoothies, as I mentioned, face masks. And so like, just put it into your life in the way that best serves you. Um, I have tons of recipes. Um, if you DM me on Instagram and say, Hey, I like hot drinks. What should I do? I'm going to send you a bunch of recipes. If you're like, all right, I have no idea how to use this tool or how do I prepare my matcha? I have all those resources. Is. And as for the best way, the best way is your way, right? There is no best way. <laughs> what matters is that you enjoy it and it serves your body. What is your favorite way of making matcha? 
So I usually start my morning with a matcha latte. Um, I use um, plant-based milks. Um, I usually make them myself, um, but you don't have to. <laughs> and I have resources for all of that. <laughs> but yeah, I like to make a latte. I really love to add rose extract to my lattes and maybe some crushed rose petals on the top. It really like just elevates, you know, your, your vibe completely. It's just a higher vibration. Um, but I also like to drink it traditionally, which is just with matcha and water. I will say I love adding in like rose essence or rose water into it. It really does just hit different and something I'll do like occasionally, not all the time, but I love, love rose matcha lattes or just, yeah. Even like having it with water and just adding a little bit of that rose water into it. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, in terms of where you are right now with your health, yeah. what does it look like now and how do you manage it nowadays? It's the best it's ever been. And there's always going to be room for improvement, but it truly is the best it's ever been. I feel really grounded in my body. I feel like when something is off, I'm usually pretty aware of what I can do to support it. I have an incredible team around me that really helps um, with everything from dumping heavy metals, like we talked about earlier, um, to being like, hey, is that food serving us in this season of our lives? So it's definitely um, a lot better. Um, and I'm very great at advocating for myself at this point in my journey too. And so my entire team are people that believe me when I tell them something's going on. Um, you know, for endo, pelvic floor physical therapy was really powerful. Um, for PCOS, being really aware of like, you know, where, where sugars are coming in my life and trying to keep them to, you know, sugars from berries or maple syrup and, you know, not from cane sugar or processed foods. Um, the, um, my Lyme disease has been really great to manage with, um, with sauna therapy and hot cold plunges. That's been really helpful. Like hot, you know, go to a sauna and then go into a cold plunge. That's been really helpful. Um, yeah. And the celiac is, you know, managed with food. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, but I really do, um, think that it takes a lot of strength, like I said earlier. And I, yeah, it's just good. Like truly, like I, I, don't resonate with obviously I, I resonate to an extent like some diagnosis that I've had so I feel you on some things but I do think that it's really important to take care of ourselves on every single level that we possibly can absolutely in terms of I know we kind of already touched on this but where have you I guess like what were the immediate results that you felt when you started consuming matcha yeah, it was definitely that that anxious energy was gone and I felt way more grounded and supported. Um, and then the the second one I think I noticed was um, the focus and just being able to be like, wow, my brain, my brain can work better than I thought it could. <laughs> like I'm capable of doing things that were really difficult before. Um, so that was that was really powerful um, for me, for sure. And then just realizing that, like, I didn't have to depend on coffee. And I remember questioning myself, like, was it just because it was around me and because everyone else was surviving on coffee? And, you know, my mom would tell me not to talk to her until she's had her first cup. Like, is that where this came from? And so it really got me, you know, not only questioning my relationship with coffee, but my relationship with everything, right? I became sober curious. I was like, really great at like being an advocate for myself with my food and saying like, no, I'm not eating that. It doesn't, doesn't feel good for me. I don't, you know, I don't care if someone made it for me and they're, you know, that the, I can thank them and I can appreciate their gift and then I can give it to someone else to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, how, how do you even like wean off coffee, I guess? Like, cause I know that's such a struggle. Like people yeah. are, like getting off of sugar, getting off of anything that you've been consuming on a daily basis. That's really hard. So what your steps? Yeah, it was gradual. And so it definitely started with like, all right, so let's drink the highest quality coffee. And so I went from drip coffee um, to I started drinking espresso or like Americanos. I got a mocha pot and that's like what I did. And I was like, I'm controlling this entire brewing process. Um, and that felt really, really good to me. Um, and when I started doing that too, I, I drank less and less and less and less. And so I got to a point a couple of years in where I was just like, and I was really forgiving of myself. 
right? I was like, I, this process is not going to be perfect because nothing is. It's just going to be about progress and noticing and being aware. And so I, you know, if I drank a coffee after not drinking a coffee for a month, I was just like, okay, you drank a coffee. That's all right. <laughs> right. Now notice, how do you feel? And then I'd be like, wow, I feel terrible. And I'm immediately needing to run to the bathroom and my belly hurts and I'm having, you know, different, um, you know, challenging bowel experiences and, oh gosh, now I'm not sleeping tonight. And I cannot stop thinking about that bill. Did I pay that bill? You know, like my brain just would go crazy. And, and I was like, okay, so really this does make a difference. And then, um, so when I went, went to just drinking coffee out, I went from, you know, lattes to whatever drink I wanted. And then I just went to Cubano's because they're in a tiny little cup. And I was like, I'm just going to savor this and then I'm going to let it go. And then I got to the point where I was just like, I really don't feel like I need it anymore. Right. But for me, it was definitely like finding things that could replace it. So I started with drinking like matcha in the afternoon, um, you know, and drinking different teas. Like I got, I used to drink coffee at night. And so now I'm like, all right, let's move like a nice herbal tea to the evenings. Right. And just, it's easier to replace a habit than completely eliminate it. I agree with that. It's like always, I mean, you said that you, you're, you're a certified health coach. Is that, am I correct? Yeah. Where, do you know um, where, what, like where you got uh, um, where you got, where you became a health coach? Like what school was that? I went to, um, ACE. Um, so American council on exercise has a certified health coach training. Okay. Um, I'm cause I also did IIN, which is the internet. Yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. And in that one, they also talked about like, you, instead of like removing things, like adding in something to like, cause like when you think it's just like a lack mentality of like trying to be restricted and trying to remove things obviously when you want to like have that more abundant mindset you want to add in things so I do think that is key to like replacing any habit with something different yeah and I think I kind of started sharing about that a little bit earlier like matcha when you add it in you like you feel like drawn like almost like magnetically drawn to these other things that you can add into your life that elevate you know your experience and then maybe you become like all right I'm done with coffee it doesn't serve me or maybe you're like hey I'm going to be sober curious or hey I'm going to eat more vegetables right I'm going to start my day with a green smoothie right like it really like opens the space in your life to be like oh I can I can do life with other things yeah, I agree with that. Um, I want to ask, as someone who owns a business, what were your, kind of want to get to the business side of things, like yeah. what were your initial steps and your initial processing processes of how you started the company and how you started to grow? Yeah. yeah. So um, I remember, so Matcha Nude actually was um, a Canadian-based company um, beforehand. And so I knew the, I knew the woman um, and she was like selling the website and um, some resources for it, but it wasn't an established, like it had a website, but there was no, um, like there wasn't a lot of sales coming in. There wasn't a lot of wholesale accounts or anything like that. And so it was like buying the bones of something. Right. And so um, when she offered it to me, cause I had purchased from her and I adored her. Um, we had become friends. Um, when she offered it to me and told me the sales price of it, I looked at my husband and I was just like, am I buying a matcha cup? Like it was not even something like on my radar. It was something like I totally supported. I advocated. I'd kind of acted as like um, an ambassador for her for a while. But I knew that the business wasn't like, it wasn't her passion. It wasn't, you know, it was a really great experience for her, but like it was, it didn't go beyond that. And so when I took it on, there was a lot I changed. I changed the suppliers, the logo, like a lot of things. Um, And so in order to do all of this, to purchase um, the basics from her, like the URL and um, get started with my values and my purpose, I needed a loan and I also needed, you know, business support. And so I reached out to a local organization in Asheville called Mountain BizWorks. I took their foundations of business class and I applied for the loan and I listened to everything they had to say. And I asked a lot of questions. I got on the phone with my accountant and I was like, what do I need to do? Because I have no idea and you don't have to be rich to have an account and I literally just hired him to do my taxes in the beginning and it's just grown from there um, but it was cheaper to do my taxes with him than to do them on my own honestly because he saved us so much money um so yeah I did those those little steps I presented to a few friends and family of like what I was doing um what they thought it would work and then once I got the loan and I took a month to really like rebuild the website, um, you know, get a lot of photos done, really start to like tease out the brand. 
And then we launched on February 1st and I immediately started taking samples. I actually have a size of them here, like this size. Um, my blur is on, so you're like, you can't see it. Um, so I took the size um, with me everywhere and I did these trips around and I was like, I'm just going to get all these wholesale accounts. And I signed up for tons of events um, to do pop-ups with tasting. So matcha lattes, coconut water with matcha, matcha lemonade. And I just really decided I was not accepting no for an answer in terms of like, if it didn't work there, I was going to go over here. Right. And so that really led to a lot of um, initial success in the very beginning. And then I leaned on female entrepreneurs to be like, Hey, like I'm having this challenge or I'm, you know, experiencing this obstacle or um, should I do this market? What are your thoughts? Or, you know, when my stickers got stuck in customs for weeks, I was like, what do I do? And I like thought it out with those other entrepreneurs into a spot where I was just like, okay, I feel good about this. So I immediately surrounded myself with community. That's really important. And it's really interesting. I, I'm always really fascinated by the business side of things because I feel like a lot of people now are either starting a business or are, have their own businesses and are just like looking to like, just looking for a certain answers or wanting to know how to advance or how to start one. So I, I really always like, I like to ask about like the business side of things. I mean, in terms of like starting a business, like what would you encourage others to anyone who wants to start like a, a company of their own? Like, do you have any suggestions for them? Yeah. Really think about the problem you're going to solve. Like, right. It starts with your why. It doesn't matter. Like you could spend, you know, like have this idea at home that like would serve your life. And, you know, if you never share it with the world, but you go through the whole process, like you might be missing some vital things that, you know, are in your mind. Um, so it is important to share it with the world. But the most important thing is to say like, all right, why am I doing this? What problem does it solve? How does it make people's lives better? And really like write that, like have it all around you. I had it on my whiteboards in my office. I had it on stickers. I had it on the website as soon as I built it. It was in my emails to people, you know, when I started to do wholesale outreach, um, I put it on my social, like everywhere because I wanted people to know, but I also wanted to hold myself accountable. Like I want to elevate people's lives through intentional action. That's some serious work, right? I want to show people that they can live a really great life. And I want to show them that this can be one of the tools that they use. And I want to empower them to say like, you know, your matcha doesn't have to be clumpy or taste like, you know, grass or all these things. Like I can show you and like, we can learn and grow together. And so I really, I really think that that's the most important thing is like, what is your why and how is it changing people's lives? Yeah, I agree completely. I think the why is the thing that drives us to do anything in life. If you don't have a why, then there's no point of doing what you're doing because it's not there. there you don't, you won't have that drive or that motivation to like really reach that goal or that potential that you have. Um, circling back to matcha, um, how, what would you, one thing, one thing that you can encourage people, a reason why they should go right now and get matcha. Yeah, it elevates your life. <laughs> um, I really think if if there was, if I was speaking to the masses, I would say, you know, do you have an energy slump, you know, between like one and four, depending on your day and you either power through and you're exhausted and you hit the pillow or you, you know, fall asleep on your couch watching TV. Or um, if you take another drink, you know, maybe you have a coffee or an energy drink and then you're wired and you're going to bed at like, you know, I don't know, midnight, 2 a.m. Like if either of those experiences are yours or if you solve your, you know, your afternoon slump with something else, like try replacing whatever you're using in that afternoon slump with a cup of matcha and see how it changes your life. So just that one, keep your morning coffee or your morning energy drink or whatever you do, you know, and just play like replace that afternoon, you know, with, with that cup of matcha, maybe you make the matcha, um, make a head latte that I have on my website that you can make for the week. And so you just shake and pour, maybe you put it in a Mason jar and take it to work or whatever your jam is. Maybe you try matcha lemonade. Um, my favorite right now is matcha with coconut water because it's super hydrating. But if you don't like coconut water, don't try it. <laughs> but yeah, so just like being able to put it in that time of day that you immediately are like, oh, I'm crashing. I can't focus. I just want to be done. Is it five yet? 
Yeah, I will say that mason jar tip is like really, really useful because that's what sometimes I'll do. If I'm like in a rush or something, I'll just like throw some matcha in a mason jar, add some like water or like plant-based milk, shake it up and leave and I'm good to go. So it's a really useful tip. And I would also say for anyone who needs even more of a reason, like you're truly glowing and radiating, like you just look so energized and your skin it looks so clean and clear and so beautiful. So if that encourages anyone to go have matcha, then I hope it does. <laughs> um, this is a question I ask all my guests and it is, how do you ease the chaos in your attic and how would you encourage the listeners to ease their chaos? Yeah, well, I definitely know that matcha eases a lot of my chaos as you you know, have learned if you've listened this far. <laughs> but I also, um, I really believe in having a slow morning and so what that means to me is, is just waking up before I need to wake up right, and take that time to do, you know, maybe it looks a little different every day. It's not a routine. It's more of a ritual. And so I start my day off the way I want to on my foot. Um, and I've been doing it long enough that I wake up on my own. I don't need my alarm clock anymore. And I get some warm lemon water with some salt. And maybe I sit down with a book or I get my feet in the grass out back or, um, you know, maybe maybe I pick up uh, my journal, whatever that looks like. Um, some mornings I get up and stretch, do some yoga. Other times I want to walk around my neighborhood. But I take time every day that's just for me. And that time is not selfish time. I actually think it's some of the most selfless things you can do because then you're able to show up fully for the people in your world, your family, your community, and really, you know, give them your all because you've already filled your cup and they get to benefit from the overflow. Yeah, I agree completely. I know that definitely taking the time for yourself and making sure that you're okay and that you've taken care of your needs, you can definitely be able to pour your energy out into all other things. So definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, do you have time for a quick rapid fire round? Ooh, let's do it. Okay. Do you know your sun, moon, and rising sign? Um, I do have it on an app on my phone, or at least I did. Let me see if I still have it on here. Okay. So my sun is in Aries. My moon is in Capricorn and ascendant in Virgo. Oh, that's interesting. That's nice. It's a nice mix. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a book recommendation? Oh, yeah. It's um it's everywhere right now, but um I'm glad my mom died. My mother died. Um, by Jeanette McCurdy is definitely an incredible book. Um, but <laughs> um, I also just encourage you to read books that are light. I got really into Helen Huang. Um, it's like romance novels. Um, they're not what I thought romance novels were, and I really love them. Um, but she had a trilogy that all had a character in them on the um, autism spectrum, and it was just really really great books to read in the evening before wrapping up your night. Um, do you have a saying to live by? Yeah. If you don't take care of you, who will? Love it. Um, one thing currently lighting you up. Oh gosh. Lighting me up. There's a lot of things right now. So it's like, hmm, which ones? <laughs> um, I think I've got to say matcha still is, especially when people come up to me at events and they're like, hey, I've seen you here. Um, that's really exciting. Um, if they've seen myself, my stuff somewhere else that I wasn't at or they saw me at another event. Um, I saw people today that, um, you know, carry my matcha and that was really awesome for them to come and be able to see me in that space. Um, so that's definitely lighting me up. And I'm actually doing my first public um, in-person speaking um, engagement with matcha, um, this coming week. And so that's also like, I don't know, it's just, it's different when you're like, I've done public speaking for other things, but like this business is my baby. And so I'm just like really excited about it. That is really exciting. <laughs> um, do you mountain or sea? Oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, I grew up on the ocean, love it a lot, but definitely say mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you too on that. Um, a language you wish you spoke. Oh, I wish I was fluent in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite element like earth, water, air, fire? Definitely water. Yeah. <laughs> um, a current favorite food? Tacos. 
Well, if you want to add, you can also add like a, a matcha recipe here. Like, oh this. yeah, definitely the rose matcha lattes, hands down, with those crushed red like rose petals on top. Because then you're just like, I'm fancy, I'm extra. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a spirit animal? You know. I feel like I have over the years, um, but we used to live in a wildlife sanctuary and I would say the deer there were, were definitely great at like helping me come home to myself. So we'll go with them. Deers are very gentle and calming and they feel very, very like warm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your love language? <laughs> definitely words of affirmation. <laughs> I think that's literally everyone's answer and it's just so crazy because like there's all these different like love languages but every time I ask anyone it's always words of affirmation I'm just like let's all just be more complimentary towards each other <laughs> yeah for real um, yeah one habit you swear by habit I swear by um I um, that's a tricky one. I'm like, which, which maybe that morning routine. I think that that whenever I come off of, um, or the morning ritual, um, the more I come off of it, the more I regret it. And so every time I'm like, all right, you know, this works, you need to go back to this. Um, but I think that if I had to pick one piece within that, it would be the getting grounded. So whenever I feel stressed, anxious, or just know that I need to work more self-care into my day than just getting my feet on the ground. Um, if it's, you know, just grasp my backyard or if it's going on a hike and hugging a tree, just, you know, really connecting back with the earth. Um, it works so quickly. It really does. It really, truly does. So I would suggest anyone does that. Like if you're feeling just chaotic in your head or anything like that, to just go out into the earth and breathe fresh air. It just is always yeah. such a big dose of medicine. Yes. Um, what is making you love yourself the most today? My confidence. I feel like my confidence is continuing to grow and it feels really warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I love that. Um, one thing you'd remove from this world and one thing you'd add in. I would remove any doubt around therapy. Um, anyone that doesn't support it or feels like it's not um, good or it you know, has negative stigma. I definitely add, um, remove that from the world hundred um, percent. I would add add more love. I really, I just, we don't have enough. Um, there's such a scarcity mindset and I just would want to remind more people that there's a lot of abundance here. And I think the best way to feel into abundance is to experience love. That answer that we just spoke right to my heart, because I could not agree more the amount of people I've been experiencing that having doubt around therapy recently. I'm just like, it's truly, it's, it's, not only for your benefits, for everyone's benefits, just therapy is so incredible. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're going through, or what you've done or what you haven't done in your life. It's just such an incredible tool for everyone to use and having that more love into the world. You add in more love by taking care of yourself and by going to therapy. So definitely love that answer. Um, do you have um, any messages you want to share? Messages. Yeah. You deserve to live your best life. You deserve that. It's your birthright. You don't have to earn it. You already earned it. You were born. Right? <laughs> like you, your, your worthiness is just from being human and you, you deserve to feel loved. You deserve to feel your, your best and to live your best life and to have the resources to do that. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much. Where can everyone find you find your matcha nude? How can they purchase it? just yeah. absolutely yeah so matanude.com we're on um instagram facebook and i'm trying to be on tiktok um on instagram and facebook it is just matanude on tiktok it is i love matanude um and yeah so we're in there um, my dms are always open our email is get nude at matanude so any questions you have i'm always ready to answer thank you so much thank you enjoyed that episode and I would absolutely love it if you could 
rate this podcast, leave a review, subscribe and follow it because it would mean the world to me and help support this podcast in more ways than you can know and also help me get more exciting and enlightening guests on. So thank you to your precious ears for listening and bye!